And so let's move on to today's uh, word for today. We're about to read about how Jesus healed a blind man in Mark 8, 22, if you want to turn there. Uh, but that got me to thinking a lot about my family health history. On my dad's side, for some reason, it is very hard for a Reese man to be born with sight. It's just Reese after Reese, we just have really poor vision by the end of our life. I don't know why, and uh, I'm hoping that I break that trend, uh, but my grandfather, he is a living embodiment of a, of a grandpa teddy bear. He is the cutest man I've ever met in my whole life. And when you look at him, you see these giant magnifying glasses on his face, and he just looks like a cartoon, and I, I love him so much. He's so cute. But that got me to thinking a lot about my life and where I'm headed. And uh, this one question about how does Jesus treat our blindness? What does he do when we're blind? What does he do with people who are physically blind? What can he do? Uh, but then also to us, what, do, what can he do to us when we're blind and don't know it, or we're in a season where we don't know where he is, or we're in a season where we don't know where to go. We, there's a lot of seasons. Or a season where uh, God has promised you things, but you don't know how to get to those things. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I shared about my time driving for Uber here in the city, and how almost every minute I was in that car, I was just angry and blind to what God was really doing. Uh, I remember really clearly this one experience. It was like the culmination of my blindness while driving for Uber. Uh, I picked up these guys who were four guys who looked like they were around my age, maybe a little younger. And they, I picked them up at a golf course, so they were fancy pants. And um, they started talking about how many hundreds of thousands of dollars they had made. And I was driving them, I remember, for $5.15. And the whole time in my head, I was like, I'm a seminary graduate. I graduated near the top of my class. I won the CMA's uh, Citizenship and Academic Award of my graduating class. And I'm driving for Uber. And I'm so angry right now. And I don't know where to go. Uh, and in that season, like, what happens in those seasons where we just don't know what's going on and don't see where God is or how to get to him? I believe that today's message is equally as important for people who know Jesus and who don't know Jesus. If there's anyone here who uh, doesn't confess Jesus as Savior, uh, this message is for you too. Um, for anyone who does, I believe that this message is also for you because we all have blind spots and we all have seasons in our life where seeing is particularly hard. Um, but yeah, this is the one question that we're going to address. What does Jesus, how does Jesus treat our blindness? And so if you could turn with me to Mac, Matthew, Mark 8, verses 22 to 26. And God's word says, And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village and when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see men, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, Do not even enter the village. If you could pray with me.
Jesus, I uh, thank you for this day, and I thank you for your mercies every new, Lord, every day. I thank you uh, that you promised to be here with us, Lord. I, prom I thank you that you promised to never leave us when we're blind and we don't know where to go, Lord. Uh, please speak powerfully to us today, Lord, about what you do and how you treat these times, Lord. Lord, we love you and we trust you. I ask that you would take us by the hand and uh, guide us this morning. So I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have this really interesting story here of a time where Jesus, these group of men bring a blind man to Jesus, and instead of healing him on the spot like he usually does by just speaking to him or doing something less weird than spitting on him, um, Jesus takes him by the hand and he takes him outside of the city, spits on his eyes, touches them. He can see but he doesn't understand, and then Jesus touches him again, and then all of a sudden he understands, and then he tells him to not go back in the city. It's kind of an unusual story, but it's really, really powerful. I think it's a really, really story, a story that I underestimated coming into this week. And so if we're asking this one question, how does Jesus treat our blindness, the first place that we have to go to is that he treats it by taking us by the hand and walking with us. You know, I'm not, I don't consider myself a wordsman. I tried a lot to make this sound really nice or poetic, but I'll just say it really plainly, that the first thing that Jesus does, the first thing that God tells you, he promises you and he promises me to do is to take us by the hand and lead us to where he knows we need to be. You know, we have a, a God, we have a Savior who intimately knows us and intimately wants to heal us and who knows what you need, he knows what I need and he's able to break the mold whenever he wants to and give us our deeper healing. You know, I just, I spent a lot of time this week envisioning what this walk what might have been like. You know, Jesus, the savior of all mankind, of all creation, who came here, who humbled himself enough to come here, and who humbled himself enough to grab us, take us by the hand and lead us. And that's an intimate picture of a God who heals us. Amen? I just imagine the walk that he took with this man who was blind and needed to trust him. And step by step, Jesus was teaching him how to trust him. Step by step, not knowing where he was being taken. We don't know how long this walk was, but step by step, trust was being built between this man and his healer. I just think that that's incredible. We can't move on today from this passage without seeing that God intimately cares for you and for me and that he's willing to reach out his hand and touch you and take you to where you need to go. That if you don't know Jesus, you can trust him because he'll earn your trust and he'll take you to places that you know you need to be, but you don't know how to get there. God intimately cares for you and for me. The second part of today's message that I really like is that... Um, Jesus takes us from seeing, and he brings us to a place where we see radiantly. If we can read here in verse 23, it says, And he took the, man, the blind man by the hand, led him out of the village, and when he had spit on his eyes, he laid his hands on him. He asked him, Do you see anything? 
And he looked up and said, I see men, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again. He opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. That word for clearly there in the Greek means radiantly. And I love that picture. Have you guys ever seen those videos of those people who are colorblind, and they put on those glasses that allows them to see color for the first time? I love those videos. Uh, I love because their response is, speechless, and usually they cry. I think that that's so awesome, because when we really meet Jesus in times where we need him, I think that that's usually the response, is that we just don't even know what to say, because Jesus gives us everything that we needed so perfectly, and sometimes it even surprises us so much that there's nothing to say. There's only what he did for you. I love this. I think that it's really interesting that this story of healing is so different. It's the only story of healing in all of the Gospels that took Jesus more than one time to actually see the full healing through, and I think that that's that's really cool. I think it's also really cool that Jesus uses spit to heal. It's like, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been spat on. I have, and it it did not bring me healing in any way. In no way did I experience any healing in that moment. If anything, it produced the opposite. But yeah, it's this picture of how Jesus is anything, even something that's weird or something that's gross or something that's surprising. In Jesus' hand, his spit becomes a healing ointment that no one can recreate. And how special is that? How awesome is that? If we're talking about how does Jesus treat our blindness, Sometimes he uses the weirdest things. Sometimes he puts you in a car and makes you drive for Uber for a year and you don't know what he's doing, but he does really powerful things in your heart in the end. And then sometimes he spits on you and you think, oh, Jesus, that's really weird. But then the product, the end goal is something that you could have never done for yourself. I love that. I love that so much. This idea of seeing radiantly. When I went to Chicago uh, to live as a missionary, I remember telling my boss that it was the first time that I ever had really lived out scripture. It was the first time that I actually took my faith really seriously. And I remember him verbatimly telling him that it was like I was seeing in color for the first time. And I think that that is always the result of when you um, let Jesus take you to somewhere you've never been before when you are able to trust him enough just to even say, Jesus, uh, can you lead me to where I need to go? And that Jesus is faithful enough and he's merciful enough to take you to where you need to go. Amen? So I believe with all of my heart that, Bible is, that the Bible tells us that life without Jesus doesn't make any sense. If we see here in verse 25 again, after he had already been, he was able to look up and see men but he couldn't understand. And then verse 25 says, Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again and opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything really clearly. I think that that speaks really powerful things for us, is that when we think that we see, or when we can see, it might not always be seeing radiantly or clearly, and that we need Jesus to come and to touch our eyes a second time and to really allow us to see to really allow us to understand. In my time in the car at Uber, I had no understanding of what was happening. I knew what God had told me to do, and I was trying to do it as faithfully as I could, 
but I had no idea what he was doing. And I'm only now starting to see what he produced in me that time. I'm only starting to really get glimpses of how he dealt with my anger and my pride, of how I thought so highly of myself and how he was bringing me low to, uh, to teach me valuable lessons. But I know that life without Jesus makes no sense. You don't see things clearly. You see things in part without Jesus. If you are here and you don't know Jesus, um, I urge you to trust Jesus and give him a try to let, you op- to let him open up your eyes. Because life without Jesus, it makes no sense. And if you're here as a believer and you're confused or if you're in a hard time or if you don't know where to go in life and you just don't know how to get to the place that you want to go, Jesus can take you there. Uh, and I hope this is okay. I wasn't actually planning on sharing this, but Anne and I last year started to go to uh, marriage counseling. And it's not because we hate each other or because uh, we don't like each other. I, we do very much. But it's this, there was this one part in our marriage where we just got to a place where, like, I don't know where to go from here. And I think uh, that that's a powerful realization So we needed to go to someone who could see our situation a little clearer, who could see where we needed to go a little better than we could, and we needed to trust her. And if we could do that with this one lady who I love and is amazing, how much more should we do that with Jesus? Amen? The last thing that we need to talk about today is what I've been calling this uh, two-tier promise, is what a lot of commentators have been writing about this is that this is the only, I said this before, but it's the only instance of healing in Scripture where Jesus needed to do things twice for it to settle. And I think that this is so powerful because this is really where the the heart and the ethic for our lives is built for here today. How do we wrestle with Jesus in these times to really make start letting him make sense, to start letting him take us to places that we've never been taken to before? And the first thing that we see here is that healing, that Jesus was healing more than just the eyes. That, yes, I want to say really clearly that we believe as a denomination and as a church that Jesus is our healer and that he heals physically to this day. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. I'm not trying to over-spiritualize this text beyond, oh, Jesus didn't actually heal this guy or he wasn't actually blind. This man was blind and Jesus physically healed him. But anytime that God does something really profound, anytime he does anything powerful in our lives, it's always beyond the surface. It always goes beyond the surface. In this story of healing, Jesus was healing his mind, his understanding, and his heart more than he was his physical eyes. So Jesus created all things. He made every single one of us in the womb. Healing our eyes, that's the easy part. Healing our hearts and giving us understanding, and opening up our eyes, allowing us to see radiantly, that's a deeper work. Many times, that brings us to the second thing, is patience and suffering. That if it took Jesus twice to be able to heal this man, and he's the son of God, then sometimes in life, our healing is going to be a little bit delayed. And this story is here to teach us of how we actually go about getting our healing is that we need to trust God. We need to take him by the hand, and we need to say, Jesus, take me to where you, think, where you know I need to be. Jesus, every step along the way, teach my heart how to trust you. Teach me how to give you more access to my soul. And all of this is really um, kind of philosophical, but it's also really, really practical. 
If you go home today and you're like, Jesus, there's this thing in my life that I can't do anything about, say it out loud. Say it out loud to a friend. Say it out loud by yourself. Say it in any way that you need to, but actually say something to Jesus. And I have no doubt in my mind that Jesus will respond to you, that he'll bring you a dear friend in, your, in this season, that he will give you words of knowledge that you never expected, that he'll do powerful things in your life, and that you will see evident changes. Our God is a God who heals today like he did every page in this book. That he knows what you need, and he knows how to take you to that place. In my reading, in my research for this week, I, I came upon this quote, and I had to share, because every once in a while, I have to show you guys that I went to seminary and have a master's degree and can read long sentences. Uh, this quote says, Thus Christ would show how and what method those are healed by his grace, who by nature are spiritually blind. At first, their knowledge is confused. They see ministries walking, but like the light of the morning, it shines more and more to the perfect day. I love that. I'm going to read that again. Like the light of the morning, it shines more and more to the perfect day. And then when they see all things clearly, let us inquire then. If we see aught of those things which faith is the substance and evidence of, and if through grace we see anything of them, we may hope that we shall see yet more and more for Jesus Christ will perfect forever those that are sanctified. This story speaks so much about God's love and his heart and his mercy and his grace and his compassion to all of us. That he is not okay with us just being blind and walking blind and not seeing radiantly and not seeing things clearly and not understanding but that when we invite him into our lives, he's like the morning sun that just comes into our hearts, into our souls, into our circumstances, and every day more and more just shines light on everything and all of our mental processes, where our hearts are, where our emotions are, the actual circumstances around us. If there is a physical problem, more and more Jesus is able to shine his light and his love on you, and he is good and faithful to teach you how to trust him. I think that's what a lot of people get hung up on, is that we want to go from here to 100, and that makes sense. But a lot of times, Jesus knows that we need to trust him, and he is the one who promises to teach us how to trust. Just like this blind guy who didn't know where to, Jesus was taking him, but step by step, holding his hand, he took him to a good place and opened up his eyes. He restored his sight, but he gave him so much more than that. And so church, that's what we are about. We're a people who ask him to shine his light on us more and more each day. And we are people who take this light with us everywhere we go and shine this light hopefully more and more everywhere that we go. Amen? That's the calling that we have, is to know our God intimately and to know him really well and personal. And we have a good God. We have a God of power, and we have a God of healing, and we have a God of light. And this book, every page screams of what he's able to do for us, and that he wants good things for you. And so let's worship this God a little bit more, and let's make some decisions and some declarations about who he is. Let's come to his table, and we remember the things that he did. 
let's pray for one another here and hopefully be shining more and more light into one each other. But let's take this seriously and let's actually do something about this man who came here and promised to give us everything we needed, everything that we need and we could never even know how to get it for ourselves. Amen? So let's worship. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more and then we'll go and practice this light everywhere we go.